I had the opportunity to study a movie called Beats over the weekend. I think it's something that we should explore. If you're ready to explore, join me on the journey. I hope all Black Equity listeners had a great weekend. I hope you were able to take in what you needed to take in. For many of you, it was a time to rest. It was a time to uh, get your mind straight and prepare for a new week. For some of you, that's the time where you work the most. And so it was a time for you to get the work done for this upcoming week uh, so then you can actually do less during the week. It's all in the mindset of who you are. I usually use my weekends to work. I use it as an opportunity to study things within the culture and prepare uh, episodes like this for you. And so what do I have for you today? I'm sitting there and I'm looking at this movie over the weekend and it's called Beats. And it is on Netflix. This is a movie that probably just came out like... This past weekend, I don't think it's even been on Netflix that long. So if you want to uh, stop this recording and uh, go, you know, check it out uh, before this uh, episode, you can do that. There won't be any spoilers. I'm not not for this uh, episode. I'm just going to pull the wisdom out and talk to you about what I saw. Uh, so. Just to give a little background, uh, this is what the actual uh, description says. That way, you know, it's not a, uh, a spoiler. This is exactly what's on the Internet of what the description of the show is. A reclusive teenage music prodigy forms an unlikely friendship with a struggling producer. United by their mutual love of hip hop, they try to free each other from the demons of their past and break into the city's music scene. Uh, director Chris Robinson and producer Robert Tittle. That's literally all it says. Now, why is this movie making its way onto Black Equity? DJ, where is the Black Equity? Well, just some of the people that are in the cast. Uh, Anthony Anderson, uh, the rapper Drizzy. I can never pronounce her name correctly, but it's Ozo Aduba. Uh, she was on Orange is the New Black. Uh, she played Crazy Eyes. You also have Dave East, the rapper, and a few other surprise guests who show up throughout the movie. So there is some black equity here, uh, and I want to go over this. I, I, I believe this movie had a lot of gems in it. I'll be honest with you, if you didn't want to see When They See Us because of the trauma <laughs> Uh, look, I don't know what to do anymore. This movie has trauma too. I, I don't. I'm, I don't know. I mean, I'm at a standstill. I don't know what movie or show that you're gonna watch that is rated anything higher than TV 14 or PG that's not gonna have trauma on it. But you know, I digress. This movie does have trauma, but the wisdom inside of this movie is spectacular. And I want to I want to share with you three pieces of wisdom that I gathered from beginning to end of this movie. Here we go. So here's the first piece of wisdom. 
from the, the movie called uh, Beats from Netflix that was released uh, within the last few days of the recording of this episode. Uh, here is the first piece of wisdom that I'm gathering. <laughs> the first piece of wisdom is in the opening credits. It's what I've been telling you since episode one. Anthony Anderson has executive producer credit on this movie. Why? Here's the thing. Why would you do anything else going forward with all the information that we've shared on this podcast without getting some type of credit uh, for executive producing or being behind the scenes or, or, or being someone of influence on a project? Especially if you have the skill set to do it. Now, if you're not an executive producer type and you see yourself as an actor or an actress and that's all you see yourself as, then, hey, by golly, do your thing. But what I'm talking about right now is for the people who are listening to Black Equity, most of you are entrepreneurs and investors. Most of you. I would say 95% of everyone listening are entrepreneurs and investors. The key here is getting the executive producer credit, getting back end equity, getting uh, a piece of the pie of whatever it is you are building and being a part of. It doesn't mean you have to have 100 percent, but you should get something out of this situation in exchange for the value that you bring to a project. It's clear as day to me. And it's showing up over and over again in most of the projects that we review here. Most of the projects are showing me that if you are not getting equity of some sort, relational equity, uh, strategic equity, financial equity, some type of equity, you are getting the short end of the stick and you are being played, my friends. Anthony Anderson gets back and equity on this. But DJ, what does that even mean? What does it mean that he gets executive producer? Why does that matter? You know, every every movie has an executive producer. Why does that matter so much? Well, we have to look at where Anthony Anderson came from. If, If you don't remember when Anthony Anderson was trying to get into the into the into the world of acting, He took a lot of roles and did a lot of things um, that many people may have laughed at. They may have laughed at his beginning. They may have laughed at some of his small roles in Romeo Must Die, Big Mama's House, Me, Myself, and Irene. They may have laughed at Exit Wounds, Kingdom Come, Two Can Play That Game, Three Strikes. They may have laughed at Barbershop. Cradle to the Grave, Scary Movie 3, Malibu's Most Wanted. They may have laughed at all that. Now, I'm not saying it matters, but when you hit Hustle and Flow in 2005, your your career begins to skyrocket. And when you start skyrocketing, you have to start getting equity. He's also executive producer on many of the grownish uh, situations. 
he's he, he's learning that hey, there's more to be made on getting the executive producer. He's he's been doing executive producing now for probably probably the last five to six years. Before that, he was not doing that. And most of the stuff that he was getting executive producer work on was TV. And I'm not saying anything's wrong with TV. I mean, the money's going to be made in either one, right? TV or movies. But to see him now do this on the movie side is a huge wake-up call. My advice to you, my friends, is if you are in a position, if you've done everything you can and you have your hustle and flow on your resume or you have whatever it is that you do that has propelled you to that spot, it's time to get equity. Yes, you have equity in your own companies. That's awesome. Now, why don't you have equity in other ventures outside of your own portfolio? Why don't you help other people's portfolio and receive equity? Why would that not be a goal? And on the flip side, for all of you entrepreneurs who are out here trying to do it on your own and don't want to work with other people and are so concerned with being the person, why aren't you handing out equity? What is going on? Equity is our way of showing each other that we value one another. Equity is our way of showing each other that we value one another. And Anthony Anderson has back and equity in this project because he, my friends, has EP credit on this project. And I learned that piece of wisdom, not by listening to a single word on the movie, not by uh, looking at the lines of dialogue and who wrote this and look at the lighting. That's not where I gained this piece of wisdom. I gained it within the first 15 seconds of this film when his name came across the opening credits. Not a word was spoken. It was just highlighted that he was executive producer on this film. And that leads me to my second piece of wisdom. What is our second piece of wisdom from the movie called Beats on Netflix starring Anthony Anderson and executive produced by Anthony Anderson? Now I can say that because you have that piece of wisdom. So what is the second piece of wisdom? What stood out? If you've seen the movie, you may have seen something happen within the first five to ten minutes. The principal at the school made a comment that really stood out to me. It woke me up, but most people missed it. They missed the quote. She specifically said in a meeting with some of the other teachers, each kid that is not in school is $3,000 taken out of the budget. Each kid that is not in school is 
$1,000 taken out for the school budget. What does that mean? Here's what I gathered. Many of your school systems are paid and, and receive money based off of the amount of children that they can account for. So in many educational uh, situations, those children are dollar signs to the public school system. Each one of those children are dollar signs. In many ways, the, the teachers and the school system are in a direct strategic partnership with the parents. And if the parents do not perform by bringing their children to the school, the, the, the school itself suffers because the school district will not pay out and allocate the necessary resources if the, if the kids are not there. If they're skipping school, if they're not doing what they're supposed to do, that's less money for the school. And so the principal is trying to get more of her children to come to school. Not necessarily because she cares about them. I think she does deep down inside, but that's not what she said. She wants that $3,000 ahead. She wants that uh, bottom line to be met because the budget isn't where it needs to be. And she's gotten to the point where now it's all about the money. Not about educating the kids. It's about the money and the financial uh, ramifications of what happens when kids are disinterested in school and have gone off to another lane and another world. Why does that wisdom matter? In this society, we have been reduced to dollar signs. We've been reduced to how much money can I make the school by being here? How does that relate to black equity? How does that relate to black culture? It's everything. Because at a certain point, your mind starts picking up on things. Whether it's 15, 16, 17 years old. And you realize you're just a number. You're just a statistic. You're just however they treat you. And so you become the role that they've given you. If they treat you like a number, you act like a number. If they treat you like a statistic, you act like one. If it's just a dollar over, over dollar signs over your head, then that's all you are to them. There's no relationship. There's no... Uh, Direct equity is just a strategic partnership with the parents and the school system. And I would say it's a very flawed strategic partnership. And so what is the bigger picture here? Throughout the whole movie, there's a theme. Be careful who you partner with. Be careful who you work with. And be careful what the terms of conditions 
are in the partnerships that you form. That's what this movie is talking about. The teachers have given over all power to the parents to make sure that those kids get there. If all the kids stop going, there would be no financial resources for that school. And without any financial resources, the teachers would suffer. Those same teachers are also treating the children, not all, but many are treating the children as if they don't care about them, which would be very counterproductive since those children are technically paying their salary. But the least amount of respect of anyone in the whole school is, is towards the very people who are the most valuable, whether you want to say it in this way or actually valuable in the right way. The most valuable people at that school are the students. And in many ways, they're treated as if they're the least valuable. Strategic partnerships have to make sense for all parties involved. That doesn't mean you're going to get everything you want out of a deal. It doesn't mean that everything goes your way, but it has to make sense. When you have a strategic partnership or an alliance or working with someone and it's based off of you having to perform some type of uh, behavior in order to keep your value relevant, you may be in trouble. <laughs> you, if if everything if everything is stipulated for the only way for you to get paid is based off the behavior of someone else, that's a sticky situation, and that's a lot of power to hand over. This whole game of the school system is handed over to a child, and so. They don't even realize they're the most valuable. The teachers have to lie. The parents have to lie. And just say, oh, go there. It's important for you to go to school, even if it isn't. It's only important because the teachers need the parents and the parents need the teachers to take the load off of them and for the other side to get paid. It's all a transactional value. And when you're in the middle of two different parties and you're not reaping any of the benefits from it. That's when you walk away. And that's what a lot of the kids are doing. They realize they're not part of the equity here. It's just a numbers game. And they've given up because a lot of people have given up on them. They only want the dollars. They only want to meet quotas. And my friends... If your entire strategic partnership is only built off of numbers and it's never built off an actual relationship, the strategic partnership is doomed from the beginning. The third piece of wisdom came towards the end of the movie. And by the way, 
I would highly recommend this movie. I would recommend this for those who love hip hop. I would love for uh, I recommend this for those who uh, respect business, uh, a good feel, a good feeling story with a lot of trauma in it, but overcoming that trauma and becoming a better person through that trauma. I would argue that this movie is probably the best work on a movie side that Anthony Anderson may have done. I mean, just looking through his catalog, I think he did a really great job here. And yeah, you can argue hustle and flow. You can argue hustle and flow, but I think he was less in that and and, and uh, more in this. You know, he's a bigger character here. So what is the third piece of wisdom? It's advice that Anthony Anderson gave uh, in the movie to an up-and-coming artist. An up-and-coming artist, towards the end of the movie, he says, short money doesn't last. He says, short money doesn't last. What does that mean? When you build a system, a, a, a business system, that is, and it's designed to collect quick money, quick returns, quick, you know, hand-to-hand is what I call it. It's hand-to-hand business. You know, a, a quick 10 bucks, a quick this, a quick that. And it doesn't have any type of long-term benefits, any long-term connection. He warns us in this movie that short money doesn't last. So my entrepreneurs, my uh, business owners, my investors, my black equity uh, insiders who have already subscribed and received your first few emails, to all of you, I say to you, short money will never last. You'll always be chasing short money. If you keep going after the things that have to pay you day in and day out, one of the biggest expenses in a business is customer acquisitions. And sooner or later, the short money will dry up. Short money always dries up. But long money that is built through relationships and equity and seeing a bigger picture and building systems that can last the test of time. Long money always pays off. Long money pays off. Find people who are looking to play a long game with you. Not a short game. Find people when you ask uh, for a three-year commitment, they jump at it. That being said, we have three spots left on fantasy football. We already have acquired people who are looking to play a long-term game. If you want to sign up, let me know. We've already found great people who want to be black equity insiders because they want to play a long-term 
game. If you're just looking for a quick conversation with me, a quick 15 minutes, a quick tweet, a quick DM, you're not really here for the long-term game. See, long-term games go beyond just talking to someone for one season. You meet them in spring and they disappear by summer. You meet them and they disappear. The, the, the relationship goes as soon as it came. If you're looking to play a long-term game, you have to build long-term connections, not hand-to-hands, not quick flips of the money, not let me just get this and get it done and, ooh, I'm going to post how I got it. Even if, even if the money you're making is big money, it can still be short money. Because of how you got it. And see, what Robert Kiyosaki always says, he says you become addicted to where you get your money from. So if your money is built off of short-term connections, short-term observations, short-term transactions, even if it's big money, it's going to dry up. Because you're not building long-term sustainable Systems that can last through season after season after season. How do you play the long-term game? How do you play a, a different type of game? Those are the kinds of questions that we've been answering on previous episodes and we'll be answering on Black Equity Insider beginning in July. These are the three pieces of wisdom that I gathered from Beats on Netflix. And I thank you for listening. I thank you for kicking off your week listening to this uh, episode. But we're just getting started. (laughs) The culture's heating up. It's summertime, baby. And that means there's going to be a lot to get into And I'm going to love every second of it because whatever happens in the culture, black equity is watching.